Welcome to the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on Sunday, February 3rd, 2019, on the basis of Luke chapter 4, verses 38 through 44. I don't know if you realize this, but even if you were 13 billion miles away from where you are sitting right now, you would still be able to hear the sound of the wind and the waves. You would still be able to, to hear the sound of birds chirping and children laughing. You would still be able to hear warm and welcoming words spoken in languages from all over planet Earth. You would still be able to hear the brilliant and the beautiful music of composers like Bach and Beethoven and Mozart. You would be able to hear all of those things because all of those sounds, all of those voices have been collected and compiled in a single gold-plated record that is mounted to the space probe Voyager as it hurtles farther and farther into interstellar space. You can see the gold-plated record mounted right there. The idea behind this gold-plated record was that if there is, in fact, life in other parts of the universe, and if by some chance that alien life would happen to discover our space probe, these would be the sounds and these would be the voices that would tell them a little bit about us and would hopefully make them favorably disposed toward us. You might say that this gold-plated record was sort of like a message in a bottle thrown into the ocean of outer space. In fact, President Jimmy Carter, who was president back in 1977 when Voyager was launched, said this about the gold-plated record. He actually put this on the record itself. He said, this is a present from a small distant world, a token of our sounds, our science, our images, our music, our thoughts, and our feelings. This record represents our hope, our determination, and our goodwill in a vast and awesome universe. I don't know about you, but I can almost picture some alien far, far away reading that message and thinking, boy, they sound like nice people. We should pay them a visit. <laughs> it's kind of interesting to think about that golden record from the perspective of its intended purpose. There really is alien life somewhere far, far away, and if they come, came to find out about us, what, what sort of sounds, what sort of voices would make them want to travel far across the universe? to find us, to meet us, to maybe even cooperate with us. Maybe most importantly of all, not to do what we kind of all assume that they would do from all the movies that we've seen, not to destroy us. What kind of sound, what kind of voices could have that kind of cosmic impact? It's interesting to think about that question, not just in terms of, of the hypothetical and the abstract, but also in the very real and very personal. What kind of sound... What kind of voice could have that kind of impact on you? There are, of course, all kinds of voices and all kinds of sounds that impact us, from the voice on the Super Bowl commercial that we're going to hear this afternoon to the voice of the person telling us about the, the latest diet or the latest secret for happy, healthy living to the voice of the political commentator trying to convince us to take a certain position or stance. All kinds of voices have an impact on us, and that's by no means a bad thing. But maybe you've figured out by now that the problems we face and the solutions we need are much, much bigger than that. That what we really need is not just one more swipe of the credit card to buy one more product. 
What we need is not one more blog or one more book. What we need is not one more election, one more vote, one more candidate for office. What we need is so much bigger than that. And so is there a voice, is there a sound that could do that? That could have such a profound impact on our lives, that could offer us something so good and so big that it would make us do anything, that it would make us travel to the far corners of the, universes, of the universe to find. Well, friends, the good news is that there is just such a voice, there is just such a sound, and we're going to hear it today as we look at the verses that are in front of us. As we look at these verses from Luke chapter 4, I want you to listen very carefully because this is the sound of a voice that you would leave everything for. In order to understand these verses, we need to understand what came before them. And you might recall from last week that very early on in his public ministry, Jesus had been invited to give the sermon in church at his hometown of Nazareth. You might also remember that things didn't go that, w- very, things didn't go that well for Jesus that day. That crowd of people who was gathered there in church, they threw Jesus out of church and they were ready to throw Jesus off a cliff. So from there, Jesus left Nazareth and he went to a nearby town called Capernaum. He was once again invited to church to give the sermon. This time, thankfully, it went much, much better. The people were amazed at what they heard. In fact, there in church, there was a man who was possessed by a demon. And and Jesus could use the very same voice that he had used to deliver the sermon to drive out that demon. And the people thought that was pretty impressive. Then Jesus was invited over for Sunday brunch. It was actually Saturday, but Sunday brunch over over at the home of the mother-in-law of a disciple named Simon. We know him better as Peter. Peter's mother-in-law had some sort of fever. And Jesus was able to use that very same voice to drive the fever out. And everyone thought that was pretty cool too. And so that evening when the Sabbath day was over, when people could once again leave their homes and do work, they brought all kinds of people to Jesus. In fact, we even get the impression that they were probably there all night waiting in line just so Jesus could use that very same voice and lay his hands on them and heal them of whatever it is that was ailing them. In fact, the very next morning, after a long night of being around that crowd of people, we're told that Jesus went off to a solitary place all by himself. And did you notice what the people did? They went out and they found him. It's like they wanted to grab onto him to make sure that he wasn't going to go away. See, these people had had come to recognize something about Jesus' voice. Just with the power of his voice, Jesus could take the things that make life difficult. He could take things like fevers and demons, and he could drive them out. Normally things like that, normally the influence of the evil one and the curse of sin and sickness and disease, those things are in control of us, but Jesus demonstrated that he was in control of them. In fact, that's what the people said. Several times, over and over again, they said, this one speaks with authority. His voice has power. And notice what they did to hang on to that voice. Even at the end of a long day, they brought their sick and their afflicted to Jesus, probably staying up all night. The very next day, they went out to wherever Jesus had gone and they found him. They, they rallied around Jesus, huddled around him, grabbed onto him to make sure that he wasn't going to go away. We see that a a voice that offers a better life, a voice that can deliver a better life, is going to be popular, is going to draw a crowd. Things haven't changed a whole lot in the years since then. For starters, we still live in the very same broken and cursed world that these people lived in. We live in a world where there is cancer and there is heart disease. We live in a world where good old mother nature isn't so good at taking care of her children anymore. I believe the total death count from the historically low 
weather that we had, the cold temperatures we had this week, was 21. We live in a world where the influence of Satan seems to be felt more and more. We live in a world where there is spousal abuse and sexual predators. We live in a world where the dissension and the division and the hatred seem to be going up, 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 up. And if you've been paying attention for the past few weeks, at the very same time, it seems as though our regard for human life, especially life for the unborn, keeps going down, 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 down. We live in this very same world. And so it's no wonder that people go looking for voices that will somehow make our world better. And just as they might listen to the voice on the Super Bowl ad, or listen to that article about the latest diet or the latest all-natural skin cream. And just like they might listen to some political pundit that talks about the next law or the next lawmaker that's going to figure it all out, so also they sometimes go to Jesus for that very same reason. In Nazareth, we found out that the central message that Jesus came to proclaim isn't very popular and isn't going to be welcome in the human heart, but... But it is also just as true that plenty about Jesus and plenty of what Jesus has to say, plenty of what Jesus can do is very popular and will draw a crowd. Sometimes people are drawn to Jesus because of all the good things that he tells us about how to live and how to love. If we just listen to Jesus, if we follow Jesus, if we imitate Jesus, then we'll all be better spouses and parents and neighbors. Maybe people are drawn to Jesus because they know that Jesus is in charge. Jesus is ruling over all things. What Jesus says goes. And so if we obey Jesus, if we follow Jesus, then he'll give us more happiness, more health, more wealth, more success. Sometimes people even take the voice of Jesus and they change it to make it sound like they want it to sound like. They turn Jesus into the person who will tell them to just go ahead and do and go ahead and pursue whatever it is that makes them feel good and whatever it is that makes them happy. As you heard Paul warn, they will surround themselves with people who say what their itching ears want to hear. The point is this, that a voice that promises to make life better will naturally be very, very popular, will naturally draw a crowd. Which really makes it all the more amazing what Jesus did next. Again, he had been booted out of the synagogue in Nazareth. He had nearly been thrown off a cliff. He comes to Capernaum, and it's just pure popularity. They love him. Absolutely love him. They want to hang on to him forever. It would have been no surprise if Jesus had just said, well, no need to ever leave this place. And yet instead he says, well, it's been nice, but I got to go. In fact, what Jesus specifically says is this. I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns also, because that is why I was sent. Yes, Jesus' voice had the power to offer us a better life, but the real reason Jesus came, the real G reason he was here, the real message he came to proclaim was not to offer us a better life here, but to call us to a different life entirely. He came to proclaim the good news not of moral improvement, not of social justice, not of save the planet or make the world a better place. He came to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, to offer us a different life and a different home entirely. And now keep in mind, this is the very same message that he had preached in Nazareth and had gotten him kicked out of Nazareth. He wanted to go to other towns and proclaim that message. 
It probably didn't surprise us last week when we heard how Jesus used his power to walk through that angry mob that wanted to throw him off a cliff. But what a surprise that Jesus would use that very same power to walk through the crowd of people that wants to hang on to him forever and loves him so dearly. You see, Jesus knows that as much as his voice has the power to improve life here on earth, to make the world a better place, at the end of the day, our problems remain bigger than that. We can make this world as kind and as loving and as happy a place as we possibly can, and then at the end of our life here on earth, we die. Then what? And so Jesus came to proclaim and to summon us to an entirely different life, an entirely different kingdom. See, that very same voice that demonstrated control over a fever and a demon possession also demonstrates control over the things that control us. Things like the devil. You know the devil's favorite thing to do? It's not to get you to sin. After he does that, his favorite thing to do is to stand right next to God and point his accusing finger in your direction and very accurately, I might say, point out your sin. Jesus' voice has the power to banish him forever. Jesus' voice also has the power to take that mountain of sin that we've all committed, that mountain of guilt that we deserve because of that sin, and to make it go away as well. To send it as far away as the east is from the west. To, far, to send it to the bottom of the ocean, the scriptures say. To send it farther, we might even say, than the space probe Voyager has gone. Billions and billions of miles, he makes it go away forever. Another thing that controls us is death. Jesus' voice has the power to speak to that dirt that is piled over our grave someday. Jesus' voice has the power to make that grave open up. To make death loosen its grip on us and all those we love. This is the life that Jesus calls us to. This is the power that Jesus' voice has. Do you think it's a voice that maybe you want to listen carefully to? If so, then listen even more carefully because there's one little part of what Jesus said that I think is the best part of all, and I haven't even highlighted it yet. Did you notice what Jesus said? He said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. Jesus says, I must. Jesus, who exists completely freely, completely independently from, completely over and above everything that goes on in our universe, Jesus, who is not controlled by any of it, allows himself willingly to be controlled by his mission of bringing this message to us. I must. He doesn't say, here's the good news of the kingdom of God. I'll, I'll set it out there. I'll, I'll just leave it there if you want it. You know, it's there for the taking. But if not, that's fine too. I won't lose any sleep. I've done all that I can do. No, he says, I must. Even though it's the message that our itching ears won't always want to hear, he must get that message to our ears. He must have us hear it. He needs us to believe it. He wants us and needs us to enjoy that life that he came to bring. Friends, that is a voice that is so, so different from every other voice that might try and impact you here in this life. In fact, that's a voice that can have the most profound of impacts on you. It's a voice that can make you redefine the most important concept that you and I have. It makes us redefine home. It's a voice that causes us to realize that nothing that we have here on this earth is really home. It's a, it's a voice that makes us willing to leave all of it behind. 
Not that Jesus instantly says, well, you've got to sell all your possessions and you've got to move to some far corner of the earth or even some far corner of the universe. But what it does mean is that even as we enjoy those blessings of a house and a job and a community and a career and a family and all of our toys and all of our gadgets, none of those define home. If we have them, great. If they go away, that's great too. Because none of them is home. None of them can bring our restless hearts to rest. None of them can deliver if we make them our life's pursuit. Instead, Jesus offers us something so much better, something so much bigger, and he even reveals to us a God who must see us have it. You know, the people at NASA are pretty smart. And for the past few decades, they haven't just been trying to see if they can broadcast signals from planet Earth out to any alien life forms that might be out there. They've also been very carefully listening to see if any signals are coming from those alien life forms. And I don't know about you, but that's an interesting thing to think about. Not what is the sound, not what is the signal that might convince someone far, far away to come and visit us. But can you imagine a sound? Can you imagine a signal? So good, so big, so beautiful, that if we heard it, Suddenly the human race would just all mobilize together. We'd put aside our differences and we'd instantly start working together to do whatever it takes to leave this place and go to that sound. To build whatever rocket it would require. Friends, no matter how hard we try and no matter how often we might tell ourselves, we are not going to find home here in this life. And yet, thankfully, that very home that we are seeking, Jesus' voice is the signal that summons us to find that home with him. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.